Hello out there to all my lit lovers and word warriors. I'm your host, K.E. Robinson, and you're kicking it with me in the author spot, the hottest spot for the reader and you. If you're an author looking to tell your story or a reader looking for the next great one to dive into, join us at theauthorspot.com for books, reviews, and other great tools. Lit lovers and word warriors, I want to welcome you back to the Author Spot podcast. We wonder after 60 episodes, what could we do? What other way could we wow you? What other way could we introduce these stories from these writers to you? Well, I want to welcome you to the Kugel side of the pillow. Yes, I know what I said. And that's because I'm introducing you today to Mr. Michael Kugel, the author of Good Night, Sleep Tight, Sweet Dreams, Bedtime Stories, and more. Mr. Kugel, we want them to purchase your books. But first, let them bind to you. Welcoming to the author spot, Mr. Michael. Cool. Hi, how you doing? doing? Thank you. Nice to be here. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you join us today. Pretty interesting concept you have there. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about you, Mr. Kugel, so people kind of know who you are? Well, personally, I was, start from the beginning, I was born in what used to be the Soviet Union. Now it's country of Belarus. I came here at the age of 10 back in uh, uh, 1980. And pretty much grew up here, but uh, never lost my accent, as you can probably hear. Now I live in Buffalo, New York. Married, have uh, two stepsons, a cat and a dog. Just bought a house. Work as a full-time paramedic. And writing, uh, I've been enjoying it since high school. I started writing in high school. First, it was a homework assignment. And uh, we had to write a short story. And I did, and I really enjoyed doing it. And I got an A on it. And I've been doing it ever since. As I, as I was growing up, different concepts, values, human nature. I wanted to express myself how I feel about it, and I did it through my short stories and that are in this book and the poems. Yes, sir, absolutely. And, and I think we've said this here on Author Spot several times. I know we just said it prior episode that sometimes you are writing the story that you want others to read. In your case, you're writing multiple stories short stories and, and some poetry uh, in there as well. But I, I want to kind of let people know here, the naming of this book is not just a play on words here. This is actually purposeful. Good Night, Sleep Tight, and Sweet Dreams yeah. are three different sections of this book, right? The first nine story. there's a total of 14 short stories and 11 poems in the book. Uh, the first nine are Good Night, and that's where, that's where I started writing it. And the title came from an idea that when I would go to sleep, I'd be laying there and I'd be thinking about stuff, and I'd be thinking about what I want to write, about you know the problems in the world, the problems I'm having. That's when I'd be, do most of my thinking. <laughs> that's where the title came from. Uh, you know, as Right before you go to bed, if you read a story, it'll give you something to think about. Because each one of those nine stories deals with either a concept or a value that our humans are involved with, so to speak. For example, uh, the first story deals with drinking and poor decision-making. The second one deals with the fact that uh, most goals that we need to accomplish, we have to work as a team. It's almost never accomplish anything on your own. One story deals with the fact that uh, you don't know what you have until it's gone. But it, they're all... In the fun, I do it all in a fun way, and some stories, some stories are serious, some are funny, stuff like that. 
And I, I want to talk a little bit more about one of your values here where you talk about not knowing what something is until it's gone. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about why you place that in there, particularly amongst your nine? Because I agree with you. I agree that sometimes we see something because right. it happens all the time. We think it's automatic, but then. Right. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's basic human nature. We take things for granted. And as the saying goes, you know, you don't know what you have till it's gone. It's pretty simple, but it's a huge part, I think, of everybody's life. And, you know, a lot of people have found out that they really, it happens to everybody at least once. And, you know, when we look back and sometimes people have regrets and sometimes they wish they could go back. So, you know, just something to remind them that uh, even when something is bad, it might be good in the long run when something negative happens. Yes, sir. Or if there's something. So you always have to be grateful for what you have, basically. Exactly. It sounds kind of boring, but but the stories are, uh, I'm a little biased, I suppose, but, uh, you know, they're pretty entertaining stories. <laughs> oh, no, I, and I, I believe, right? You take the time and you do, I mean, just from the title itself, just for you to do that, and then there's there's something behind it. I, I know there's a little, there's more uh, in this book, maybe than people maybe even bargaining for there, especially why you're going to use it. You want to tell it in a fun way. You want to talk about morals, but you want to do it in a fun way. And right. I think we've all had thoughts that have kind of kept us up at night right right and and right and just to give an idea um a lot of the characters in these nine stories is sort of like uh, the animal farm that book the main characters are animals and sometimes uh, one story has both animals and humans as main characters and they just in, interact as equals one story takes place in the ocean or as i call it at the bottom of the sea one story takes place main characters are planets of our solar system uh, one story, the deer uh, takes place, even though it takes place in the city, main characters are deer. So a lot of stories are like that. Ants are in, in another one. Uh, and there are, there are humans as well. And by you utilizing those different things, animals and planets, have you also, because you talk about it being about some issues that we've had mostly adults mm -hmm. but maybe as children. Do you do that in, an, in, a, in a way also make it fitting for children to kind of read and experience? Yes. Some of the stories could be read to children or, or they can read it themselves, but some of the stories are a little more adult. There's a the subject matter. One story, the one about the planets, deals with teenage pregnancy and teenage drug abuse, teenagers being rebellious and making mistakes. And at the same time, some of the stories also deal with, including that one, with pollution and wasting of resources that we have. And all those things are very, and though people might not like to talk about them, these are real things that happen. And, and maybe the best way to approach them is not just with a boat of negativity, but let's like talk about it. Let's like put it into art, right? Because art imitates life. Let's put it into art and see how we can look at it and really break it down. I think that's pretty great of you there. And now, you know, and we go from talking about maybe what keeps us up at night, maybe the thoughts, maybe the problems, things like that. And then we move a little bit into sleep tight here. Now we're talking about the five more stories, but love, love stories. They're all love stories. Right there. I didn't set out to write love stories, but they just popped in my head and it was a good story. So I, so I wrote it down, you know, and then uh, another story popped into my head and I was, and you know, who doesn't like a good love story? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I think even people that don't want to admit it have to admit it. 
Right. A good love story is a good love story. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. You could try to deny you know, it. Right. And I know some guys don't like to It's not something they would want to read. But out of the five, I think they would enjoy at least two of them. I think every guy would enjoy them, if, as long as they're readers, of course. And I think uh, ladies would enjoy all of them. You know, one of them is funny. One of them is suspenseful. One of them is just a story. And two of them are kind of deep and sad. But that's what love is sometimes. And honestly, it, it does take all those forms, right? It's not just this sappy, I'm not, that's my, not my term for it, but that's other people's term when they refer to right. love, right. right? They're kind of Actually, hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of, yeah, one of the stories, it's, it's a re, it has a really good plot, one of the love stories. But it was my attempt to write the saddest story I could. So, and I think that's true for any of us, right? If we think about our saddest story, Right. It probably in some way, shape or form involved love on one side, whether it was gain or loss. Some people like to joke about the gain part. Worst day of my life. I got married. Uh, mm-hmm. all the, you've heard all those jokes <laughs> before. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I find it interesting. You got nine stories about these various other things. and You pull out five about love and it wasn't even your intention to write love stories. But. They came to you. Just just talk about how naturally mm-hmm. these came to you. Well, while I was writing all of them, I was actually single. And in my 20s, late teens, 20s, I was a typical guy. You know, I didn't really want love. I just wanted to um, have a good time, you know, go out, do whatever I want. I didn't want to be tied down to anybody. And then in my 30s, I was ready to settle down. I was looking for love, and I wasn't finding it. And that's where a lot of it came from. Well, that's where four of them came from. And it was deep feelings that I felt when I was home alone, sitting on a Saturday night uh, by myself, and I, not even friends to go out with, let alone you know a, a girlfriend or something. So that, that's where it came from. And a lot of poet, some, some of the poems came from that as well. So that's that's what happened. And then in my 40s, I found I met my wife and we got married. Actually, late 40s. So, so I was, I was going to say, I was still writing this book in my 40s. So it was all stemming from that, I suppose. Got it. Absolutely. And look, what I was going to say, I was going to mess with you a little bit here. I, I think a, a lot of guys right in their 20s are not looking to be tied down. And then, you know, there's some women that, that right. do their point. They want to be with somebody. And then I think in the 30s, it kind of switches, right? <laughs> I think kind of right. in the 30s, you know, I'm seeing Absolutely. there's more women now than in the 30s. They're still kind of trying to, they've dealt with some guys like that, and then they don't want to be dealt with deal with anybody. So I guess maybe sweet spot, 40s, everybody, okay, everybody's done playing around. Right. Yeah, and many, yeah, as far as women go, they many of them want to get their career going first these days. So, yeah, serious relationships are put off till later. I, I met a lot of women that I like. But I just didn't like enough to get serious. And then in my, you know, as I started getting older and older, I don't know. At one time, I totally gave up on it. At one time, I thought maybe I still could still meet somebody. And then I did meet somebody. And did it kind of happen, like people say, uh, when you weren't looking for it at all, is when it comes along or? Absolutely. Right. Right. I think, I think, Absolutely. I think that's the best way. When I, when I least expected it. Yeah. 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 When we. Yep. We're not looking for it. It came looking for you. In, in, in fact, after I met, right, right. In fact, after I met her, I still didn't, didn't realize it. We met at a at a dinner party. You know, we talked. No, I didn't think much of it, and I just went on about my business. And a couple of days later, I got a text message from her, 
and then we just started talking and, you know, text messaging and talking and one thing led to another. And natural selection there, right? You know, nobody's forcing anything. You have a good yeah. conversation, you meet up and talk and yeah. And, and there we have it. So, you know, that's pretty great there, right? And now, exactly. you know, so we t- we've got your, your five love stories there, short stories, right? And sleep tight. Uh-huh. Now let's talk a little bit about sweet dreams. Now, this is the side that Mr. Kugel doesn't want to admit to as much. This is <laughs> this is that, that other side of him that he's still kind of accepting a little bit here because these are your rhyming short stories. They, we, we won't say poetry yet. He doesn't want me to say that yet, but this, this is what's in that section of the book here in Sweet Dreams. You got your rhyming stories. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about what we have here? Yeah, um, unlike the short stories where I sat and thought about the plot and how can I put a twist at the end of it, how can I develop the characters, you know, how in every short story or even a novel, a character has to grow and improve somehow. So I would plan those ahead and build a skeleton of the story. With poems, it's just what I felt at the time. This is where I express what was in my heart, what bothered me or what, what I wanted. And like I said, like one of the poems, probably my darkest one, was when I was sitting at home on a Saturday night and all my friends were busy with their families. And I just I just wanted to go out. I wanted to do something, but there was nowhere to go. I I don't like going out by myself. So I sat at home watching TV and just wasn't in the mood to do anything else. And I don't know, I kind of felt depressed. And that poem came out of that. Uh, There's three love poems and they're all based on true feelings that I had. Some of them are fun. Uh, some, uh, sometimes I just felt in a joking mood. Some, some of the poems are kind of cute and funny. Some of the poems are, like I said, uh, are sad. Not sad, but deep. One poem is what I feel deeply about, and again, and that's pollution. I think the pollution is getting out of hand in, in this world, in, on this planet, and it needs to be addressed more. Just people are, some people really, a lot of people really don't, don't care about it and keep doing it, even trying to recycle People don't really put any effort into it and, it, and it's huge. It's a huge problem. And it's, I don't have any kids of my own that I'm leaving this world to. These people do, and they still don't care, and it blows my mind. And we are running out of room because of it, where we can live and raise food. The oceans are getting ridiculously polluted. I think everyone has seen the pictures of, uh, or videos of turtles swimming with stuff around their necks. And it's just turtles. Who knows what happens, you know, with other fish and stuff like that. But anyways, so there's a poem about that. There's a, there's a couple of cute poems. Um, I wrote one about a writer's block because I had a writer's block. And the funny thing is, is that when I was writing it, I wrote the first, I think, three or four stanzas. And I just had a writer's block. I didn't know how to continue the poem. And then one day it just broke and I finished it. And I, I kind of like it. It's, it's actually the very last one called The Storm. So that's where that came from. I never tried to uh, follow any particular rules about poetry. Or, uh, and, and really, poetry is different for, for everybody. It's whatever. There's very few rules. Uh, majority of my poems are rhyming. Um, I tried to not rhyme a couple of them, and I didn't like the way they came out. So most of them are, are rhyming. And uh, somebody once told me, uh, well, it's not a poem. It's a story. You wrote a story. And I was like, oh, I suppose you can call it that. So that's where, that's where the title on Mostly Rhyming Stories came from. And I, and I saw that and I, and I right. thought that might have had something to do with it. And, and here's the thing, you know, the, the poetry, yeah. 
the rhyming stories are touching on a lot of things. But one thing I want to go back to that I and I was going to make a note of this, but you mentioned it for me because I know you wrote a story in Good Night about it as well. Pollution in staying with the, you know, coming back to that Uh theme shows me exactly how important that is for you. You mentioned the thing about seeing the turtles swimming and all this stuff. And when I think of pollution, the image that gets in my mind are the ducks trying to walk in. It's in between the, you know, how they used to have the Coke cans and the six pack and the the plastic wrapping that's around that and having ducks walk around in that. Yeah. So, Uh Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't say people don't understand why recycling is important because I think it's kind of obvious and as well as picking up. But I, I don't know. I don't know why we just have this problem as humans. We're just cleaning up behind ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if it's laziness or what. I don't know how many times I've been at a gas station filling up my car and it's another car pulling away. Their window goes down. Garbage goes flying out the window and they speed off. There's garbage cans right there at the gas station. Just walk 10 feet and throw it out. But people don't. And then, I don't know, it bugs me for some reason. I guess because I like animals. I like all animals. And it bothers me that we're hurting them. You know, they, they're just, they've been there for millions of years. And here we are for, adult, you know, humans have been around for 10,000 years or so. And we're killing them. And I think it's a certain amount of apathy that goes in it, right? Yeah. And I think everybody, and even when you talk about, oh, that guy passing up, well, everybody thinks, oh, somebody else is going to get it. Oh, somebody else can get it. Yeah, no. The problem a is. A lot of it winds up in the waters or. or no, no. I agree. With the, the way that somebody else gets it is not the way they think. The way that somebody else gets it is it ends up in the water somewhere or it ends up flying debris somewhere. You know what I mean? It ends up trashing somebody else's body. It, it's not always that somebody else is going to pick it up. Somebody else may get it, but not in the way that they think that somebody else is going to get it, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. thinks about that. Nobody thinks about that. Or that's just the ocean. Just walking through a park or going for a walk down the street, it's so much more pleasant to walk through a clean street rather than a street that's littered with garbage. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, much cleaner streets and they're better to look at overall right but we still get people that kind of like i said not my issue not my problem once i walk past this spot i'm gone and i'm not worried about it right and even with tourism spots it's the same thing hey i don't live here i don't have to worry about it nearly as much right go about my way right right so right exactly and and that's unfortunate yeah yeah it, it, it really is it really really is and it's not like, uh, you know, I was going to say, uh, I'm not a tree hugger by any means. And I'm not saying others should be either, but at least put a little bit of effort into it. You know, if everybody who's not a tree hugger did just, just a little bit more and not throw it out the window or just put it in the garbage can or something, you know, recycle a little bit more, put a little more effort into recycling, it would make a huge difference. All it takes is a little bit more from everybody, right? And so, some people are like, well, right. that's all it takes. A little bit more from everybody right. to make right. a big exactly. difference. Across the board, right? Speaking of a little bit more, okay, Mr. Google, you've given us this. You've given us this collection of mostly short stories. Mm-hmm. And you've got in this section mostly rhyming stories. So we've got Good Night, Sleep Tight, Sweet mm-hmm. Dreams. 
Is there anything that's going to follow this, whether it's, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be in the same uh, realm of what you did here, but do you plan on doing anything else with that author itch that you hit? Yeah, I have a couple of projects in the works now. There's three things that I started working on. A children's book, then totally opposite, came up with an idea for a novel. wanted to finally to try that. It's a detective novel, you know, because the world doesn't have enough detective novels. <laughs> but uh, it's an adult uh, detective novel, though, totally opposite end of the spectrum. But the problem is, is I still I have to work out uh, a lot of the uh, details, a few twists. Like, I know what the crime is. I know who did the crime. I know how they did it. Uh, oh, and it's uh, it's a funny story. It's it's uh, it's not as serious. It's got a little bit of dark humor, but it's mostly comedy. I, I, I try to make people laugh. And then the one I'm working on now that I'm, I would say, more than halfway done is, uh, again, a look at humanity, but from a totally different perspective. The fun part in this one is the, the big twist is right in the beginning. I don't want, uh, I'm debating if I should give it away or not. But it's a combination of a little bit of philosophy, a lot of what I would call like stand-up humor, something equivalent to stand-up humor or uh, stand-up comedy. And a look at um, a little bit of the ridiculous nature of humans, but not the whole book. But again, it deals with a little bit with pollution and littering, deals with, not to be abrasive, but stupidity. It's starting to run rampant. But it's got jokes in it. It's got my main purpose is to make somebody laugh and, and be amused with this book. It's going to be really short. My goal is uh, sixty, about 60 pages or so. And if it comes out longer than that, then that's just icing in the cake. It's going to be called uh, I Just Don't Care. I think that's fitting, considering what we're talking about. I don't know. Do you think I should? No, I think you should keep it. Yeah. Uh, if you want, I mean, I, should I reveal the big twist or should I keep it a secret? I think... think? Of this new book. I think you should wait. I think you should wait and talk about it at a different time. Right. When you're closer, I think you should wait. All right. Sounds good. We won't give them that exclusive today. Find another <laughs> way to bring that up sometime. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So I see that you're going to branch out some, which is good, right? You're going to go into your writing. You're still going to stick with some important mm-hmm. things there, but you're still going to branch out, tell more short stories. Yeah. Still explore mm-hmm. some of your things, but you're exploring. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, they're not. I don't want to write any more short stories per se, like I did right, for this book. Right. Yeah, like the one I'm working on now, the I don't care one. Right now, uh, like I said, I'm at I'm on page forty-seven. My goal is sixty pages. Uh, I'm gonna write. Uh, there's like seven chapters in it, uh, but it's real easy read. And, uh, the kids' book is just, uh, uh, I think it's about five or six pages long, with with, with illustrations. Uh, but it's more for like six to eight year olds, not real, real little. Uh, there's actually three of them. I'm finishing up the third one. And the other one, I don't know. I, I'm not sure when I'm going to work on it. I have to do a lot of, I, I have to do some research for that and figure out how this detective is the best he's going to be. I was going to be the best he's ever been to solve this case. It makes sense to me. They say those ones that you got to research take a little time and for with good reason, right? Trying to. Yeah. Keep it in line. Yeah. No, it's fiction. Trying to keep it in line with, with the experts. So the one, right. you know, the, and what we have here, good night, sleep type, sweet dreams. We got more stories upcoming here. Mr. Kugel, if they were to try to reach out to you or find your books, where would people mm-hmm. go to do either or 
or both? So it's sold on all websites that sell books, such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, and so on. Uh, I recommend just putting my name in for the search bar, and it brings my book up because it's typing the whole title and it takes too long. Just got to spell the name correctly. Michael is regular spelling, and Kugel is K-U-G-E-L. And there's also, a, you can buy it right from the publisher. I sent you a link, but I don't know. If, do you want the link for that? I think I'm, that's I have here, and I can include that in the uh, description for the episode so people can have it. That way, when they, you know, when they look at it, it'll be in there. Yeah, it's booklocker.com slash books slash. So booklocker.com slash books slash 1403. Dot HTML. Uh, dot TMI. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So whichever one is easier. And we'll include we'll include this link, the link you sent me, the one you just gave everybody. We'll include it in the episode, mm-hmm. right, so people can go to it okay. uh, when listening. But before we get out of here, right, before we let you go, get back to your detective story and putting that together, is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners, uh, whether it's another author that's, you know, up and coming or anybody else that may be listening? Is there anything else that you would like to share? Like just listeners or other authors or anybody you would want to, if you had any, if you had one last gem for anybody, it doesn't matter who what would you like to share? Don't take life so seriously. Have fun with it. It's way shorter than you realize until it is becoming later in life. That's when you realize that it's short. Uh, just have fun. Uh, some people are way too serious in, in life and enjoy what's around you. Don't take anything for granted and point things to have fun. If you're not having fun, you got to change your life. Absolutely right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you want to enjoy it because you don't know how long it's going to last. Got to try to enjoy it, right? Yep, exactly. Mr. Kugel. Exactly. We want to thank you for joining us here at the Author Spot Podcast for the 61st episode. Lit Lovers and Word Warriors, this has been another Hot Spot episode. You just wait and see who we put on the spot next time. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. If you're an author looking to tell your story or a reader looking for the next great one to dive into, join us at theauthorspot.com for books, reviews, and other great tools. (music) 